Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey everybody, we say hello to you on a Thursday, Jimmy B and TC, as we roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, 1225, Scott Phillips uh, will do some college basketball with Scott from Bleacher Report. Ken Silverstein then coming up at the top of the hour on the Big Ten and much more. Mitch Holtis will join us from... Chiefs training camp at 140 and the 225. Sean Tomlinson, the NFL from Bleacher Report. As we have NFL games tonight and Trent's favorite quarterback, Jay Cutler, is going to take snaps tonight for the Miami Dolphins. With that, how are you, my man? Oh, I'm doing good, Jimmy B. Getting excited for another big show here today. Always lots to talk about, including uh, some Hawkeye and Cyclo notes that we're going to get into today. Plenty of talk about that as we get ready for the schedule. We got high school football starting up tomorrow night is week zero, Jimmy B. Can you believe that? That's amazing. That is amazing to me that we are in high school football mode. That's just, that's nuts. With the uh, separation of Colin, uh, CMB Baxter, uh, they had to put a lot more games here in the week zero schedule. In the past, it would be a game or two, maybe an eight-player game, something like that. A few more on the schedule and our high school football coverage here on 1700. It'll kick off a week from tomorrow night as I'll be over in Waukee. The Warriors taking on Urbandale in our Central Iowa game of the week. We'll be all across the metro all season long, hitting every suburban school, hitting the metro schools. Going to be a lot of fun. And if you're out at a game, well, of course, bring your earbuds and listen to me call a play-by-play. But after the game, on your way home, Full scoreboard show up until 11 o'clock each and every Friday night. We'll keep you covered. And as I always try to do, Jimmy B, I'll try to get every score across the state to you by 11 o'clock. I know that you will, man. You're uh, you're excellent at that. Now, did you you put in for a travel stipend, right? So you get gas money when you make these big trips, correct? What are you talking about, Brinson? I need your agent. <laughs> you, you know how to do those kind of things. <laughs> A gas allowance for my boy Trent. We got to do that. Help me out. All right, look. Oh, I know. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I, I'm all over Twitter last night and and again today. And I mean, it is blown up. And you and I have gone off on this. You have had your tirades about it in the past. So I figured today, since... The schedule is now being talked about by so many fans for Iowa basketball and their home court schedule. Trent, it is deplorable. The absolute worst. I tweeted last night that the school should pay Hawk fans to go to the games. That's how bad that schedule is. So here is their non-conference home schedule. These are the games when you're buying your season tickets that you'll have as part of your package. Non-conference-wise, these teams coming into Carver this year, Chicago State, Alabama State, Grambling, Southern, Southern Utah, and Northern Illinois. Those are the games that comprise your home schedule. All right. So a lot of people will say to me, Ah, Trent, why do you get all worked up about this? Everybody plays by games. And that's true, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, Everybody. Yeah. From Duke and Kentucky all the way down, 
everybody has a bye game part of their schedule, a team that you schedule to bring in, and what you're hoping is you beat the pants off of them. That's what everybody does. The problem, and, and this has been a continued issue under Fran McCaffrey, is not that he has bye games, because everybody does. That's not why I'm killing Fran McCaffrey and his coaching philosophy when it comes to scheduling. What bothers me is year after year after year, the sheer number of awful teams that they're playing. And this year, it goes to a completely different level. The teams on that schedule that we mentioned, Chicago State, RPI last year, 318. Alabama Ooh. State, 342. Remember, there aren't, a whole lot, there aren't a whole lot more college basketball teams. In fact, 351. They were 342 last year. Grambling, 321. Southern, 315. Southern Utah, 341. Northern Whoa. Illinois is the best of the bunch. Their RPI last year was 242. So next question, TC, what does that mean? Why is this a big deal? Because these are the teams that drag down your non-conference strength of schedule. These are the teams, even with the slate that they have, you know, they have a chance more than likely they're going to see Cincinnati in the championship of the Cayman Islands Classic that they're playing this year. They play that road game against Virginia Tech. They have the road game against Iowa State. The big four game this year, it's Drake. Well, Drake last year was awful, too. You have that on there. But the problem is when you have this number of bad teams, it hurts your non-conference strength of schedule. It drags down your RPI. These are anchors that are going to hurt those power numbers. And it's so important, Jim. What it comes back to to me is this is the difference between Iowa if they have a successful season. Looking at this non-conference mm-hmm. schedule, you know, they have a great yep. chance of, of going through this thing and being 11-2. and two. Uh, they, they have that kind of opportunity to get through this thing. Difficult games, the two road games mentioned, Virginia Tech in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, the Iowa State game, a neutral site game against Colorado, and that game against Cincinnati. But they get through that 11-2, you're feeling good, but the computer numbers are not going to look that good. Jim, hey, we can complain about the RPI. It's an antiquated number. There are better systems out there, and I would agree with you. And the NCAA is working to come up with better numbers. But in the here and now, RPI is still an important statistic. And when that's the case, you can't have six anchors like they do. Six teams in the 300s in your non-conference streak of the schedule. And another one at 242, it's going to hurt them. And it could be very well the difference between them playing close to home in the opening rounds. If I was really good this year. Let's say Iowa you know, goes 12-6 and six in the Big Ten, finishes in okay. third place. They're, they're looking good. They got some quality wins on there. Everything's well and good. They win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. But it could be the difference between being a four seed and getting be able to play close to home and having your fan base travel or being a six or seven seed. And remember the last two times I was in the NCAA tournament, they won in the opening round, they beat Davidson, they beat Temple the next year, but then in the next round... They got blown off the building because they were playing a lot better team. The difference between playing a five seed in the second round and a one or two seed, it's big. And for this Iowa team to take that next step, get to a Sweet 16 for the first time since 1999, they need a little bit of help. This schedule is not going to help them get to that level. But I'll be counter and I will say this. Do fans truly understand what these six teams do to the RPI? Or do they just go to the game knowing, hey, we're going to get a chance to see everybody play, including the popcorn seller. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to win by 50. Is that the way fans look at it? Or do they truly understand what you were just talking about 
And let's say Iowa does not have a great Big Ten run. Let's say mm-hmm. let, let's say that they're like fifth or sixth, Trent. Okay. Then then how much more does this play in to them getting a decent spot in the NCAA tournament? A big one. A big one, and, and you look year after year, the teams that are you know, the last ones that get in, a big part of it is what they have in their non-conference. Their non-conference strength of schedule is something that is uber important. So last year, Iowa played a similar schedule, and they were right there on the bubble. Now, the bubble last yes. year was not very good. Their RPI wasn't very good, as it was at 83 by the end of the year. Non-conference, uh, non-conference RPI, 161. Non-conference strength of schedule at 129. So Let's take a peek here and find you know, some of those last teams that got into the NCAA tournament, the final teams that got in and were playing in March Madness. A team like a Virginia Tech who got in. They played a similar kind of schedule, but they also went through the ACC with a 10-8 and record. They went in the non-conference. They went 11-1. and The problem is you don't provide yourself with a whole lot of wiggle room. If that happens, Jimmy B, if an injury uh-huh. ha- hits and you have a bad two-week stretch and you lose three out of four, that you don't anticipate. You lose a road game to a Rutgers, a team that you feel like you can beat. You don't leave yourself the wiggle room available. And I'm going to take you back one step further. Do you remember uh, when Iowa snuck into the NCAA tournament after that collapse and barely got yes. in? Played in the they got play- into the play-in, the play-in game. The, the yes, play-in I remember. Game. Now, Fran didn't like yes. it being coined the play-in game. You remember that? I remember that, yes. But that is what it is. You're playing to get into the dance. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So not real pleased when people were calling it the playing game. So I'm going back, and I'm bringing up – let me see if I can find it here. I want to find their conference strength of schedule. Because if you look at their resume as a whole that year, you look at it all-encompassing, it actually was really good. And and they shouldn't even have been shipped to Dayton if you just look at the numbers. But that year – okay. The strength of schedule, it was good. Strength of schedule was very solid by the end of the season. But the reason they fall, fell that far, because they say it is your whole body of work. Remember, last 10 games, last 8 games, that's not supposed to matter anymore. We've been told that now for a decade, Jimmy B. Though I think we can disagree a little bit about how much it is. But that's supposed to be the case. They went in to the NCAA tournaments losing 6 of their last 7 games. But that's not mm-hmm. the reason they played in Dayton. The reason they played in Dayton is that year they played UNC Wilmington, RPI 280. Maryland Eastern Shore, RPI 240. Penn, RPI 283. Those are the reasons. Fairleigh Dickinson, an RPI 269. Arkansas Pine Bluff, 265. Those are the reasons that you get dragged down. You're dragged down a seed line. It's hurt Iowa continually. They barely snuck in the tournament that year. It hurts them in terms of seeding. It hurts them in terms of advancing on. And I think it's going to happen again for this Iowa team, unless they just go nuts and they play above right. what anybody's expecting. That changes things. But the difference, Jim, between a four seed and a seven seed, it's huge. It's huge in terms mm-hmm. of who you play in the first round and, more importantly, who you play in the second round. And Iowa might have put themselves back in the corner once again this year. I, I'm with you. I I just cannot believe that. And of course, you and I have discussed this now uh, for the last couple of weeks. Once we saw all those bad teams that they have coming into Carver, and, and my my biggest gripe is is that they cheat the fans as well. Look, if they played two of those teams, 
Okay, I, I get that. If sure. you play, if you play two of them, yeah, you're good with two, right? Well, all right, Jim. Here's the next step, and this is another thing that people have asked me as I've gone on these tirades throughout the years about the non-conference scheduling for a Hawkeye hoops. Who do you want them to play? Who who would make sense? Because the difference between Chicago State, Alabama State, Grambling, these teams we're talking about this year, and a mm-hmm. team that is a middling max squad really isn't that different. It really isn't. There's not going to be a bunch of people that go out and, and gobble up tickets because a decent Ohio University team is coming to town. You know, right. That, right. That's not yep. going to make a difference at the gate, but it does make a difference here. And that's what I would do. I, I've told you before, I would start at the forefront of things, and I would tell my coach, if I'm an athletic director, you're not scheduling teams from the SWAC. You're just not. The SWAC, year after year after year, continually, they have been, over the last 25 years, the worst or second-worst conference in college basketball in terms of RPI for 25 years. Start right there. They're not allowed on the schedule. That's step number one. And as you go through, you can figure out who's decent. You're a college basketball. You know the coaches. You know the teams. You know the people involved here. You can figure out. You know who's going to be decent this year? Is going to be pretty solid? It's Kent State. It's Toledo. Whoever it is. Central Michigan. Yeah. You, you can yeah. go through and you can figure out the teams from the MAC that are going to be different, decent. You're going to find the teams from the Summit League. You're not going to have to pay them a ton to come in. They'll be happy to play a bye game. They'll be happy to play in a Big Ten arena. And it comes back to not hurting your RPI yourself, not hurting your non-conference strength of schedule. I think it's simple. I'm sure there is more to it. But for me, this is a continually frustrating part. Fran McCaffrey went to an Ivy League school. He went to Penn. Pretty good school, right, Jimmy B? You know that. You live yep, there. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of Penn games, yeah. Not only that, he wasn't just an athlete that was going through and, and uh, taking classes, maybe shouldn't be in the Ivy League. He was also a guy that went to the Wharton School of Business. That's not an easy place to get into. He was there. He should know numbers at least a little bit and be able to understand this, right? Well, why is this so difficult? It, I don't know. And, and the only answer that I can get that makes sense to me is that they have a budget for their non-conference scheduling. And many of these teams, these lower-level teams that we're talking about, they cost less to bring in, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to having to pay, like I mentioned, Kent State. Let's say to bring in Kent State, it costs you $150,000. That's what you have to pay for a MAC program like that to come in. Where the schools that we're talking about here, Chicago State, Southern Utah, Maybe they're only 75000 and that's a piece of the domino that needs to fall is because of that. We only have this much in the budget. We can do that. It shouldn't be that way. We know how much money is over there in the coffers, but that's the only explanation, at least in my mind, that can make even a lick of sense because you shouldn't schedule this way when you're a program like Iowa is today. I, I agree with you, and I understand you trying to figure out the, the money issue, but if memory serves me correctly... Didn't Iowa and the rest of the Big Ten schools all get about fifty million just from the Big Ten network? Yeah, that's what's coming up. Didn't that? Did, <laughs> yeah, didn't that just take place? Yeah, with what the, the TV hell? Partners, fifty million dollars. Yes. So yes, you, you can't afford yeah, to that, to cross you, off yeah. three of these games and pay right. and, and say the difference is seventy five thousand. And I think I'm going high end on this. It's probably more like okay. But let's say it's seventy five thousand for those three games. So cross off. I don't know. Alabama State, Southern and Southern Utah. Cross those three off and replace them with Kent State, with uh, 
Bradley, and I don't know a decent. How about team for, how about somebody out of or how about somebody out of the Horizon League, sure, like say yeah. uh, Cle- like Cleveland State, Cleveland State, North Dakota State, whatever it is. It's, yeah, yeah. So that's two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. If it's seventy, the difference is seventy-five thousand per. What do you think the difference would be if Iowa, in terms of money that they generate from the boosters, T-shirt sales, if the difference between that is being a seven seed and a four seed and getting to a Sweet 16 or getting blitzed mm-hmm. by Kentucky in the second round, that's got to be worth $225,000, doesn't it, Jim? You would think so. I mean, you would you would think that that rationale would, would be front and center. But for some reason, Trent, I have no idea why they keep dipping back into this same old bag and bringing in teams that are 300-plus. And you're absolutely right. If, if, they're, if they're good in the Big Ten, then it won't matter that much. However, if they are right on the cusp of being a middle team in the Big Ten and are scrapping to get an NCAA bid, you're right on that. This really will come back to haunt them with that lousy non-conference schedule. Frustrating, incredibly it is. frustrating, yeah. Jimmy. B. Yeah, I I know. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear from fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, do the fan do the fans get it? What it, what it means, or do they look at it and say, "Oh, we're going to kick their butt. Oh, we're going to kick their butt. We're mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be a uh, eleven and two here in the non-conference. This is awesome." Do you think they understand that? There's absolutely a portion of the fan base that that is fine with that. And they don't know the difference between a Chicago State of Grambling, these awful teams, and whatever buy game that they could bring in. You know, you mentioned you know, a Cleveland State. Well, what's the difference? Who cares? Yeah. They're, they're both crap teams. They are. They are both pretty bad teams. But the difference between the worst of the worst, and this is what I was scheduling, six teams with RPIs in the 300s last year, their best of the bunch is Northern Illinois at 242. It's going to hurt them, Jimmy B. It's going to hurt yep. them. Mark my words. We're going to be talking about this come March Madness. It's That's a long ways off, though, Jim. So let's come to the here and now. What do you think? I'm ready, pal. I bet uh, in case you missed it, might be front and center right now. You got it. In case you missed it, presented by Food Dudes Delivery. Sick of the same old tired lunches? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can help you out. Give them a call today. Set up your order Restaurants across the metro that don't really don't deliver food, Food Dudes Delivery will do that for you. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. We kick things off yesterday afternoon, a good one between the Pirates and Milwaukee, but it was the Brew Crew smashing all over the place. Five homers in the 7-6 win. And it's carried, and it is out. Walker sends one to right, and Frazier at the wall, he leaps, it's gone! Back on to Marte at the wall, and we are tied! Did he get it? Frazier's back, and the Brewers have taken the lead! The Pineapple Come roaring back, a 7-6 oh, yeah. win, including that two-run homer, Jimmy B, as the Brewers move to four games over 500. We go from there to Chicago, in, involved in that race in the National League Central, well, it took, uh, you know, your standard everyday walk-off wild pitch to get it done, Jimmy B. <laughs> after, after Zobris, I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe when I saw that. I just could not believe what I was watching. About gets plunked in the shin. He dives out of the way. They said he offered at the pitch. Madden got ejected. 
Well, that didn't matter, at least in terms of win-loss, because the Cubs with a little help from the Cincinnati bullpen. Guessing they may have Zobris bunt here. The stretch for the 0-1, and it hits Ben Zobris. He just got hit to load the bases. And now they're saying that he offered at it, and they're going to call him back. Wow, that's a big call. Joe going out to uh, talk to Chris Conroy first. He just ejected him, and he just got kicked out. Yeah. Right. Well, I understand this. How in the world could you say bunted at the ball when the ball was thrown basically behind him? The runners will have to go back to first and second. Wow. And Ben Zobrist is still up. Looks like a bunt. Peralta will throw it first in time, so he does get the bunt down after all that craziness. And there are two down, and it's up to Chris Bryant. And the pitch on the way. Bryant takes a ball. It gets away. Bryant's trying to score. Cubs win. How about that? A wild, wacky <laughs> ninth inning in Wrigley last night. All that matters, Jimmy B, though, you take the win. That's all you do. You always take that W no matter what. Uh, the Brewers uh, remain a game and a half back with the Cardinal loss. Uh, they fall to two and a half back. Uh, the Pirates are starting to go away. They are five and a half back. So uh, I think this is going to come down to the three teams, uh, Trent, that you and I discuss the most. And, of course, that's the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Cardinals. And will the Brewers and Cardinals be able to hang around playing better competition in the next few games than what the Cubs are going to be up against. Look, we've said all along the Cubs can really make hay here uh, in this next against Cincinnati and then in their next couple of series. The Brewers and St. Louis are playing much better teams. That was In Case You Missed It, presented by Food Dudes Delivery. Check out fooddudesdelivery.com. Find the restaurants that they have close to you, and they can get you some great food for your lunch. We'll come back on the other side. More look at the basketball schedule. The Big Ten released their complete schedule. And we didn't even get into this, Jim. They're going to be playing those games in early December. For Iowa, it's Penn State in yep. a road game against Indiana. Full breakdown of the Big Ten schedule. A lot of college basketball talk, including a new guy for Duke. Will he be eligible for 2017-2018? College Hoops Talks next. Scott Phillips from NBC. He joins us on the other side. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. 
American Topper and Accessories. Whether you work or play with your truck, they have everything you need for your lifestyle. Visit American Topper's new location at the fair, just south of the Varied Industries building. Napa know-how. The Napa Legend Battery does legendary things, like starting your car when the heat index hits a buck twenty-five, or making sure your AC stays running like a gazelle. And now, when you buy a Napa Legend Battery, you'll get a prepaid Visa card by mail worth fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars back and a new battery? That's not just legendary. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires eight thirty-one seventeen. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Oh, I'd be a nervous wreck if my daughter just got her license. You know, Liberty Mutual actually helped me relax a little bit. Liberty did what? Yeah, with roadside assistance, Liberty Mutual is there to make sure she won't get stranded. Don't know what I'd do without it. Sounds better than the alternative. Which is... Keeping her home until she's 30? <laughs> Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Optional 24-hour roadside assistance coverage. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Back with you here, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. More basketball talk. Yeah, we're talking basketball here in the middle of August. The Big Ten yesterday released their schedule in a funky time. In the Big Ten, Jimmy B, as we're going to yep. have games. Now, sometimes it, it falls where you have games right at the end of December, the 30th, 31st, New Year's Eve. We've seen that in the past, but never before have we seen what we're going to see this year. Conference games that first week in December, uh, you'll either play on Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, or for Michigan State, they'll be playing Sunday, Tuesday, but two conference games, one home, one on the road, and hey, conference schedule ramps up early. I'm good with that. I'm okay with that, yeah. And look, don't you think Iowa caught a break with Penn State and Indiana? Yeah. I mean, yeah. two teams two teams that are not going to be that strong, or at least you wouldn't expect them to be that strong. Indiana, of course, with a coaching change. Mm-hmm. So um, from, that, from that standpoint, uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think the Hawks at least caught a break there. 
Yeah, Archie coming in, and, and it's good to see them. If you're going to see them at all, see them early, right? And, yeah, and going yeah. to Assembly Hall, do it early, and that'll be happening for Iowa as they'll be playing uh, Monday, the game on Saturday, that home game against Penn State. We go out to the Draft House 50 hotline. Scott Phillips from NBC Sports. He joins us right now here on the program from the heart of Big Ten territory in Chicago. Scott, good afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, always great talking hey. hoops with you, Scott. Uh, Jimmy B, take it away. What do you got? All right. I wanted to uh, refer to the tragedy that has taken place in Barcelona. Uh, many people apparently have died in another terrorist attack, a van running through a very crowded area. Here's, here's my question, though, Scott, is that now college teams take those European trips. It's reported that Arizona, Oregon State, Clemson, and Tulane uh, are all in Barcelona playing those uh, Europe games, but they are reportedly now safe and accounted for. So I just wanted to pass that along. With with what is going on over there, in your estimation now, do you think that they will continue those kind of trips, or do you think that might change things, Scott? I think you certainly have to take a look at where you might be traveling to and what the current status of that place is in the world, especially with regard to how United States citizens and citizens of the West might be perceived there. But as is the case with the rest of the world and their travel patterns, you can't be scared of everything at every possible time. Obviously, it's a different time in our world with things like this occurring, especially, unfortunately, in cases and events like London and Barcelona seemingly way too often. But Again, there are still plenty of other places to take foreign trips, such as Australia or New Zealand or, you know, the Dominican Republic and those types of islands down there that have been welcoming and safe to United States citizens, to their basketball teams. And I think you're still going to see teams that take these trips because they're beneficial to their student-athletes. They get to travel and have fun and kind of grow together. And they get a lot of class credit out of these trips as well. These students are often learning when these take when they take these trips there's extra practices that the team gets, so they're very beneficial in a lot of ways. It's just unfortunate that with the way the world is working right now that some of these teams would happen to be over there during a time like this. Well, one of the teams that was over there finished up their trip earlier this week was the Iowa Hawkeyes. Scott, impressive performance out of the freshman, Luca Garza. He played very well. We've talked about the depth of this team. Just an overview as you look at the Hawkeyes this year, nationally, not getting a whole lot of respect from what they were a year ago. They lose Peter Jack and bring everybody else back. When you uh, give, give an overview of the Hawkeyes, what do you see coming up this year? I think they're an interesting team. I know we talked about this earlier in the offseason, but they're kind of in the middle of the road in the Big Ten there where I think that they could seriously make a move and make a move up the standings quickly if a couple of these guys like Garza do step up. Uh, obviously, the big question mark is replacing Peter Jock and that go-to scoring that he brought to the table. That's not something easy that you know, you're know you going to find right away. It's going to take time to find a guy who can get you shots at the end of a shot clock or who can break down a defense in tough spots. So Iowa certainly needs to figure that portion of things out. But they do have a lot of experience returning, some intriguing pieces. And again, these types of trips early in the season help younger teams and teams looking for identities to gel and to figure things out early. Ten extra practices, I believe, three or four different games. That should definitely help Iowa get into the season mode a little bit quickly here. Scott, Trent and I just had a discussion in our opening segment about the shabby, and I'm being kind when I tell it <laughs> as shabby, uh, home non-conference schedule. 
All of these teams are over the 300s, with the exception of one, Northern Illinois, and they're like 245, 250 in RPI ranking. This has cost Iowa in the past. If they are in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten, could this come back to haunt them again as we get ready for March Madness? Absolutely. I think Iowa's banking on the ability of not only to win a couple of these non-conference games that they have in places like the Cayman Islands or at Virginia Tech, and I think they're also banking on the league to be strong enough where the wins that they get in conference play are going to be able to get them into an at-large situation regardless of who they play in non-conference. And that's a very dangerous game because if you do end up losing in the Cayman Islands, which that Cayman Islands basketball classic doesn't have a great field for Iowa to compete against, you know, Louisiana, Wyoming, and South Dakota State, not quite as bad a caliber as some of these 300-plus RPI teams they're bringing in at home. But if you lose to one of those ga- or one of those teams, that could certainly hurt as well. And then if Iowa gets off to a sluggish start of some sort in Big Ten play where they're losing games, where maybe they split those two early December games, they could be in serious trouble where they have to go on a winning streak and kind of play their way into the tournament. I would like to see them schedule a little bit better here. There are certainly plenty of teams in the RPI range of 150 to 300 that are beatable and that should you should be able to take care of at home if you're Iowa or another like-minded team like them. This isn't an Iowa-only problem. We see this all across the country. But, again, they're obviously banking on their ability to beat the teams that they need to beat to get in. They're going to have to win probably one of those two games at Virginia Tech or at Iowa State to feel comfortable with their non-conference schedule. And, again, they better take care of business in the Cayman Islands beating those teams that they're supposed to beat. You know, can you take us in, Scott, a little bit deeper? Uh, there's been talk about you know the cost of bringing in uh, buy games, and, and for you know the lower end schools, the schools from the SWAC, it, it's much cheaper than say bringing in a team from the MAC, from the MVC, from the Summit League, even some of the local uh, mid-major leagues from around here. Cost-wise, the effectiveness of that, and and how many of those schools? I know the MVC in the past uh, they said that they weren't going to be buy games anymore, that they wanted home-and-homes going forward with the teams. We saw Illinois State and Ole Miss uh, come to an agreement, but that is an exception to what a lot of people are out there. Do you know how often these teams ask for, at the very least, a two-for-one, if not a one-off, one-home-one-road game year after year? Yeah, it's a tough scheduling situation, not only for the mid-major, low-majors, but for the high-major guys as well. And For Iowa, they're unfortunately in a state where there's not a lot of other high-major basketball programs or basketball programs in general around them. So when your team looking for a bye game, say that you're playing in the SWAC or the MEAC or one of those leagues that traditionally has a 16-seed in the NCAA tournament, you're trying to get bye games not only one but two or three at a time where you can go on a road trip to, say, if you swing through Chicago, you play two games at Paul and at Northwestern. It limits your travel while maximizing your payday that you're getting to help generate the revenue that you need to have a basketball program. But with Iowa, that's not necessarily a very easy option because you can't double up on opponents or games as easily where they're so spread out like that. But, again, I think they do have creative ways they can make scheduling a little bit better for them. Uh, Some of the programs that they are bringing in are okay, but, again, it's not going to challenge them necessarily the way that they'd like to be challenged. I think there are plenty of Missouri Valley, plenty of Horizon League, plenty of these other great MAC schools in the Midwest that, you know, these Big Ten schools should be facing on a more regular basis, but they're scared based on the perception if they were to lose. So, you know, it's kind of a no-win situation for them, but I'd like to see it where we do see some schools like Iowa and Iowa State returning to Valley schools and vice versa. But unfortunately, I don't see that happening anytime soon. 
Scott Phillips is our guest. We're talking college basketball on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Scott, take me then to the overall perception of the Big Ten. In your estimation, how good on the basketball court is the Big Ten this coming season? I think there's a lot of question marks, but it has a chance to be really good. You have a national title contender in Michigan State who has a national player of the year contender in Miles Bridges. They certainly speak for themselves with what they have returning and what they accomplished last year. Teams like Minnesota, Northwestern, and Purdue also returning quite a bit from respectable tournament teams last year. I see them as potential second to, you know, weekend teams that can make runs as well. From there on out, I think things get a little more questionable. And I think Iowa falls into that pack where you have that Maryland, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin group where, you know, you have some great coaches, you know, you have some talent there, but there's a lot of question marks with top guys that are getting replaced. Uh, you know, guys like Mello Trimble at Maryland and DJ Wilson at Michigan, along with Derek Walton, Iowa has to replace Jock, and Wisconsin has to replace that senior core of Bronson Koenig, Nigel Hayes, and Vito Brown that was so viable to what they've done the last four years. So I think there are question marks, but again, a lot of these leagues have question marks heading into this season. There aren't a lot of consensus, uh, you know, top 25 teams on the back end. With NBC, we had a difficult time filling out you know, 20 through 25 with our top 25 and feeling comfortable with some of those teams. So there's a lot of wiggle room for, you know, teams in those second tiers, as I just mentioned, to really elevate themselves. And I think the Big Ten could have another strong year where they get, you know, seven to nine teams in the NCAA tournament, despite maybe the perception being a little bit down right now. Well, uh, the Big Ten, with a change in the schedule this year, have to compact things as they'll be playing the conference tournament a week earlier at Madison Square Garden to do that. Uh, the coaches came together and came up with a pretty good idea, I thought. Playing two games, one home, one away, uh, in the first weekend there of December. Going to be a lot of fun, get some conference basketball. Normally a time right after those Thanksgiving tournaments that there isn't a whole lot of high-level hoops after the ACC Big Ten Tournament uh, Challenge. Instead, we'll have some conference games. Uh, anything jump off the page to you? Anybody that maybe went well for, maybe a team that uh, looks difficult to kick things off? Yeah, I, I couldn't stand that they did it on a Saturday, personally. For the Big Ten to schedule that opening uh, Saturday of December where they're competing against college football championship games, mm. they're not going to have any attention from national media or casual sports fans. The bars are going to all show the football games. Casual fans are going to be clamoring for those big matchups where you know the, the college football playoff is affected by those. And I really just don't see anybody caring for these Big Ten games except for the core fan bases that are involved. Even some of the Big Ten schools with the Big Ten championship going on are not going to be focused on their basketball teams playing that day. So if I'm the Big Ten, I would have personally done it on Tuesday, Thursday that first week. You know, maybe you lose some ratings from the Saturday, but I just don't see them getting any kind of grip on that. And, uh, you know, you haven't, I haven't had a chance to look over every team's individual spotlight, but I do really like that. Illinois-Northwestern matchup early on. That should be intriguing just because you have a new coach in Brad Underwood who has a lot of new pieces in place. You have a veteran team at Northwestern who's going to be hosting them. And it's at an arena, the Allstate Arena, which should have kind of its first big, good crowd of the year. We'll get to see what that Northwestern home court advantage is like with that rivalry game against Illinois. We kind of get a good chance to see if Illinois is going to be one of those potential contenders that we talked about in the second tier of teams in the Big Ten. In terms of Iowa, I think their schedule came out very favorably. Penn State at home is a nice game for them early. Those sophomores at Penn State have a chance to be really good and to elevate themselves, but I think they get them early enough where they should be able to win that one. And then, again, getting a game at Indiana before Archie Miller is really 
getting able to sink his teeth into his guys and buy into their system. That's a nice uh, stretch for them the first two games of the year. Scott, do you think that by uh, doing what they did on that Saturday, they just really didn't care if they, aside from the real hardcore fan tuning in that game because you made the reference about football and football is king, that the money is just so big that, okay, we'll just not even worry about our TV ratings for those couple of games and that's it. Yeah, I think they're really just kind of swallowing it here and just coming to the realization that it wasn't an easy thing. Uh, you know, the Saturday travel obviously comes into play. You want to have student-athletes missing time. But, you know, some of these schools are going to be on winter break a little bit earlier. So you'd hope to kind of schedule that and play with there. But, again, I just think that Saturday is going to be a complete wash. You're not going to see any highlights of those games on the major sports networks. You're going to see football come first. You're going to see that be the focus. And it's going to be very hard to find those games on TV and to find a comfortable audience that wants to sit there and watch that. All right, Scott. Last thing from me on a national level, the uh, team that is easy to hate, the Duke Blue Devils. Help me out here. <laughs> All right. So they come back here to the Midwest. They land a five-star point guard, Trey Jones. We know his older brother up in Minneapolis, what he was able to do at Duke. But uh, then they pick up another commitment from another five-star kid that hopes to be eligible for this year, reclassifying Marvin Bagley. Fine. We know that Duke is now in the murky waters of recruiting. That's all well and good. But I got a problem with this. Mike Krzyzewski undergoes knee replacement surgery after he knew this was going to happen, but first he got the practices in as the team was getting ready to head over on one of those trips. The trips the team's take in the summertime. They cancel it, though, because he had knee replacement surgery. Are you trying to tell me Krzyzewski didn't know he was going to have knee replacement surgery and this came out of the blue? Because I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure about your Coach K Health conspiracy theories, Trent, but it's going to be a tough one to swing for a lot of the Duke audience and a lot of the uh, casual college audience as well. But, you know, Duke uh, obviously is going to be the team that we're talking about a lot in college basketball this season, bringing in Marvin Bagley now gives them a potential number one pick to go along with a loaded roster that many believe is number one in the country heading into the year. And they still get Grayson Allen back. Yep, that's right. He's back again. We're talking about him again. Hopefully he's not tripping people. Hopefully he's not getting into emotional tantrums that seniors should not be getting into. But, again, with the level of talent that this team's going to put on the floor, likely starting four, four freshman McDonald's All-Americans around Grayson Allen, they're going to be the team to beat, and they're going to be the big storyline heading into this season. All righty, I'll let you run then on this. With what Trent just described and the signing that Duke just got, does that flip-flop you where most people have Arizona at the top, or are you now back on the Duke bandwagon with the with the references that you just made? Well, I think Duke's the number one team in the country. When I'm building a preseason uh, you know, top 25 rankings, I like to base it on ceiling and what a team is going to potentially achieve with everything rolling and I think that Duke with the pieces that they have in place getting those freshmen to go alongside Grayson Allen they have the talent that nobody else in the country has although there are some teams like Arizona and Michigan State Kansas and Kentucky that will compete at the top one quick one I lied I have another one for you Missouri (laughs) that's fine I got time (laughs) Missouri Put together a ridiculous class this year with uh, the changes. Quanzo recruiting at a high level. They get a reclassification themselves. Uh, that's who Iowa State opens up with. How good is Missouri going to be, and how quickly are they going to be good this year? 
We're always uh, contingent on the guys playing around Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is the star freshman that Missouri has coming in this year. He will be a very realistic candidate, not only to be a potential number one pick in the next draft, but to be National College Player of the Year. I actually think he might be the best college player among these guys who are among the one-and-done freshmen just because he's six foot ten and can knock down jumpers from all over the floor. There's not a lot of wings or forwards at the college level who are really capable of defending Michael Porter because of his length and athleticism. But the rest of the Missouri team is going to be the big question. Uh, Michael's brother, Jonte, gets to come in next year. He was also considered a top 30 to 40 recruit before kind of blowing up this spring and elevating his play. So he's another six foot ten uh, lefty who can rebound, he can block shots, he can space the floor. Uh, they have some more pieces like Jeremiah Tillman that are coming in who are top 100 prospects. And then I think people are discounting the fact that Missouri does have a young core that did get a lot of experience. I know these guys didn't maybe necessarily win a lot of games, but having a go-to guy like Porter now eases things up for a lot of those guys, and they should be able to get a lot more shots they weren't getting before. So, you know, if Porter has enough floor spacers around him, if he has enough help, I think Missouri could easily reach the NCAA tournament again. And that opening matchup against Iowa State could be a fascinating one. Scott, it's always good, pal, when we have you uh, on the program. Thank you again. You have a great day. Absolutely. You guys as well. And uh, let's talk hoops again soon. That sounds great. You got it. Always Uh, a good time talking college basketball. Scott Phillips, NBCSports.com, with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. We got day baseball going on. The Twins have the bases loaded, already down 2 nothing to the Indians. I'll be keeping an eye on that one all afternoon. We'll come back here with more as we continue here on a Thursday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 till noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. This Iowa State Fair report is sponsored by Tiny Fest Midwest Festival. Here's Minnie Williamson from the Iowa State Fair. It's day eight of the Iowa State Fair, and nothing compares to the great events we have planned today. On the Grand Concourse, it's Iowa Credit Union Day. In our grandstand, it's Alabama with special guests, the Charlie Daniels Band. On our free stages is Green River Ordinance, Nelson, Drake White. We have our whistling contest, our children's singing contest, pie eating, Ugliest Ice Cream Contest, Bubblegum Blowing, Sweet Corn Shucking, and more. 
You can get all the latest fare information sent directly to your cell phone by texting FARE to 75782. And don't miss the all-new Thrill Parks, Thrillville, Thrill Town, and Thrill Zone. I'm Mindy Williamson from the Iowa State Fair. This update is sponsored by Tiny Fest Midwest Festival September 22nd through the 24th at the Jasper County Fairgrounds. Tiny Fest Midwest, all things tiny houses. Visit tinyfestmidwest.com to order tickets before the state fair ends for your chance to stay the night in a tiny house. We don't just carry our boxes to their destination. We carry your business. We carry your growth, your love of your products, and your service. When you hand your product over to us, we know how important it is to you. So we make it just as important to us. It's as if your entire store is right there in our hands. That's why at the United States Postal Service, we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone else in the country. The United States Postal Service. Priority, you. Napa know-how. Every car on the road today deserves quality parts and Napa know-how, but none more than your dream car, especially if you got it 10 years after it came out. Boy, did your patience pay off, because here you are toting your swagger about town like the gentleman motorist you are at a fraction of the cost. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your dream car running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Ready? Okay. S-T-U-D-Y. Raise those yellow pencils high. Let's study. Yeah, yeah, let's study. We've lowered prices on school supplies all season long to put some pep in your back-to-school prep. Right now, up and up 24-count yellow pencils are only $120, and five-star one-subject notebooks are only $279. Target's got everything you need to ready, set, go back to school. R-E-A-D-Y. Yeah, we got your school supplies. Get ready. Yeah, yeah, get ready. Prices may vary. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. Welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock. Coming up at the top of the hour, Ken Silverstein will join us. We'll get into more Big Ten by um, Big Ten football. Uh, we'll do that with Ken and some other topics. Mitch Holtis from uh, Chiefs Training Camp at 140, and then Sean Tomlinson coming up at 225, the National Football League for Bleacher Report. That's still left here on the program. Have you calmed down a little bit, my my brother, since uh, you had your little mini tirade on the home non-conference Iowa schedule for no, basketball? I, I was much more reserved than I have been in the past today. I, I didn't get my blood pressure too high. I didn't freak out. 
I did that to myself uh, last night as I was going through it <laughs> once again. So, no, I, I was more reserved than normal, wasn't I, Jimmy B? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, generally your pants are on fire. <laughs> and uh, I, I maybe maybe that wasn't quite the case. Uh, but I thought you laid out statistically uh, exactly how bad it really is. It's not good. It's not good. And, and just the concern is, is it going to hurt them come tournament time? Because for a lot of people, that's all that matters. You know, when, when you get in there and, and you're getting into February and into March, that's the time that really matters. And they won't even realize, you know, why it is the way that it is. And, well, why, why in these, when I'm looking at Jerry Palm and when I'm looking at Joe Lenardi, why do they have Iowa at, I don't know, at that time, 20 and 7? Why are they an 8 or 9 seed? That doesn't make a lick of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the reason for it right here. And, and we laid yep. that out. But, yeah, I've, I've calmed down from it. People know my stance, uh, and I'm going to go over Monday and talk to Fran. What do you think of that? He's going to be out at Coaches vs. Cancer. I think that you should have a face-to-face with him privately, just in case just in case you start to get red-faced in that conversation. So make sure that you pull him aside privately and stand on a chair so that you can look him in the eye. <laughs> right. I'll need that, too. Yeah, going to head out on uh, Monday morning, hopefully get some audio for us from the coaches. It's Coaches vs. Cancer, uh, the big golf tournament out at Glen Oaks on Monday. So I'll be doing that Monday morning, Jimmy B., and I'm sure you'll just be laying in bed being a bum. Now, don't be telling people what I do in my downtime, okay? They already think I'm hammered all the time at night, so now you got me sleeping in until 11, 15-ish or so. And But I always tell everybody, hey, bright and early, 12 noon. That's when we're on, bright and early. That's good for you. Good time for Jimmy. It is. With it that, is. we'll come back here on the other side. We'll go to some Big Ten football talk to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Ken Silverstein will be our guest. Mitch Holt is still to come and Sean Tomlinson on the NFL. It's a busy show. You can join us always at 264-1700. Back with more Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
For the best truck bed covers and truck protection, come to American Toppers and Accessories. Keep all your cargo safe and secure with a bed cover from ATA. They have soft roll-up retractable fiberglass and commercial aluminum bed covers. American Toppers and Accessories is also the number one Line-X spray-on bed liner dealer in North America. When you purchase your next truck, ask for Line-X by name. Stop in and see them south of the Varied Industries building at the Iowa State Fair. American Toppers and Accessories, 1315 East Broadway in Des Moines. Online, American Toppers. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping this is charles osgood over three million businesses use indeed.com for hiring and independent research shows five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, Indeed helps businesses find great new people every day. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your credit at Indeed.com slash offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Guys, get to JCPenney today for Levi's lowest prices of the season. Like Levi's 514 Straight Fit for $39.99 and 511 Slim Fit for $41.99. Or save an extra 15% with coupon on deals like select Henley shirts from the Foundry Big and Tall Supply Company for just $9.99. Find even more Big and Tall styles at jcp.com. Hurry and Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 817-820 on select items in store and at jcp.com. Levi's and some other brands excluded from coupon. Season refers to the time period from 813 to 9-4. See store or jcp.com for details. The next generation of appliances at the Home Depot now has something even newer. Extra savings, up to 25%. Take the GE Diamond Gray Front Load Steam Washer and Steam Electric Dryer with a time saver feature for a deeper clean in a shorter cycle. Just $5.98 each, over $800 off the pair. Talk about cleaning up. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. The Home Depot, more 